0: It's Canada Day, above the 49th parallel. It's usually one of the biggest holidays with barbecues, fireworks, and families gathering. Think 4th of July, but on the 1st. But this year, things are different with COVID-19 and physical distancing. mark your country's birthday in a pandemic canada is trying to have fun but stay safe london ontario will stream live music and ice cream making from their fanshaw pioneer village make sure you have a pint at home before watching winnipeg manitoba showing a virtual fireworks display on social media in surrey british columbia The local orchestra recorded their national anthem with 28 members of the orchestra over Zoom to be enjoyed today. This pandemic has reminded me of how special it is to gather with family and friends. And though we might not be able to gather in person, let's remember to Zoom or call each other and point one another to Jesus this summer. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus and if you live in Canada, happy Canada Day, July 1st. And we are in the middle of a series called Cory ten Boom through the war. Are you stockpiling God's word like an arsenal for your life in your heart and mind? We've been for many days looking at how the late Cory ten Boom turned to the Lord and his word in the midst of her trials of World War II. And you and I can do the same today. Turn to God's word. Hide it in our hearts, so it can be used by the Holy Spirit to speak to us when we're beside ourselves with fear or doubts. Do you feel like your arsenal of God's Word is lacking? Why don't you stay with me today? We'll be looking in a moment at one of the greatest scriptural weapons any place in the Bible, Romans eight twenty-eight. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who've been called according to His purpose. And we'll also hear from a woman who lived through World War II. We'll
1: meet again, don't know where, don't know when. We'll meet again, I don't know where, don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just as you always do. For I know we'll meet again some sunny day. That was Vera Lynn.
0: That's Dorothy Buckley, quoting lines from Vera Lynn, who just passed away at 103. Like Vera, Dorothy is from Great Britain, but now living in British Columbia. And on this Canada Day, I want you to hear from this sweet woman who loves Jesus. And we'll be sharing a bit of her war story with us later in the program. And then, when it's all said and done today, I'd like to share a three-CD audio drama that contains the true life story of another woman who lived through World War II. Corrie Ten Boom and her Christian family hid Jews in their home from the Nazis that occupied their home country of Holland in World War II. They knew the risk, but they helped save hundreds anyway. Eventually they were caught and it was in a Nazi concentration camp that Corrie came to know Jesus in a way she had never experienced before.
1: We should probably work out a code for when we talk to the underground workers. Um, perhaps
2: we could use watch terms.
3: Ah, like, we have a woman's watch here that needs repairing, but I can't find a mainspring. Do you know who might have one? What would that mean? We have a Jewish woman in need of a place to hide, but we can't find one. Oh, Father, you're a natural. I'm a watchmaker. I work in puzzles every day. I suppose we're official now. We're God's underground.
0: (laughs) The Hiding Place audio drama was produced by Focus on the Family, and it will encourage you that Christ is with us, even in the darkest of times. I'd like for you to get in touch with us after the program and make your gift to the ministry and ask for your copy of The Hiding Place audio drama. Here's the number to call, 800 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or, of course, you can visit our website. And if you do, listen to samples of the radio drama and then make your gift online. Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now I want us to open with a song called Refuge.
2: Refuge. And the mountains slip away You will keep me safe Who you are will still remain You're the place, you're the place that I call home You're the fire that I feel inside my bones You're the one, you're the one that won't let go Oh
0: This is Haven Today, and that's Refuge by a group finding favor on this Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Earlier, I said that Christians need to be stockpiling an arsenal of God's word in our hearts so that it can be used by God's spirit to speak to us when we are beside ourselves in hard times, like when we are afraid or in doubt, or even when we're filled with angst. It's an interesting word, isn't it? Angst. A feeling of deep anxiety or dread, typically an unfocused one about the human condition or the state of the world in general. And along with that definition, the Oxford Dictionary traces the origin of the English angst to a German word from the 1920s, coming out of a a word for fear. Do you feel like your arsenal of God's word is lacking? How do we begin to fill it up when we're feeling low? Romans 8:28 is a good place to start to fill your arsenal so the Lord can speak to you whether you're suffering from everyday angst or you're undergoing deep anxiety or dread whether from your human condition of the moment or the state of the world in general. Here's an example. It was Monday, January 17, 1994, 4:30 and 55 seconds a.m was the exact time, according to the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. A Christian friend of mine was almost to work in Los Angeles. He was the morning newscaster on the number one talk station in America. On a Southern California freeway, the road suddenly began to buckle under him. Ahead, under tall Los Angeles streetlights, he could see the highway begin to rise and fall and just before Ken Gallagher's car fell into an opening wide hole of asphalt and concrete in front of him. He reached his exit, and he managed to drive to a surface street before the elevated freeway collapsed. He was on the air, unsettled, his voice still trembling a few minutes later as Southern Californians were shaken awake early to the 6.0 Northridge earthquake in the San Fernando Valley and beyond. He had seen death's door in front of him. That morning, two 6.0 aftershocks were still to come. The moving of seismic plates was felt as far away as Las Vegas. As many as 60 people died either directly from the quake or from subsequent cardiac arrest. People lost their homes. A member of the Haven of Rest Quartet was so shaken, he gathered his family and immediately moved back to Nashville. He was through with Southern California. The next Sunday, A friend of mine canceled his sermon series, and before a packed church in Hollywood, he pulled from his arsenal and preached from Romans 8.28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When your life is upended and your future seems unclear, what's in your arsenal that will see you through as you face death's door? Earthquakes are nothing new. If you can join me in Israel this October, we still have a little room, you can still see evidence of first-century earthquakes that shaped the land and water of Palestine. Entire villages were leveled. The Jordan River changed course. The Sea of Galilee took on new dimensions. Early Christians lost their lives. And for those still alive, they would never be the same. What's in your arsenal when the worst comes upon you? Where do you hide? What do you seek? We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In the past few minutes, we've talked about our arsenals being filled with God's word in times of natural disasters, earthquakes or floods, fires, storms, having God's word hidden deep in our hearts. But there's more. We have internal struggles where we need the Lord through his word speaking to us. Take money, for instance. Let's say you've lost your job. Or your family depends on two paychecks and one paycheck suddenly goes away. You need your arsenal. I'm thinking of another verse where the Lord speaks. The context of Hebrews 13.5 is money. But this line, I will never leave you nor forsake you, can apply to so much more than your financial needs. Actually, Hebrews 13.5 is a paraphrase from the Old Testament. Probably Deuteronomy 31, maybe verse 6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of him, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Or it could be a paraphrase of two verses later. Verse 8 The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And all these verses and so many more are breathing into our lives, filling our arsenals with just what we need at the time to hold on to Jesus Christ. And how could I not mention times of war, which we talked about all last week? I can't help but think of Dorothy Buckley. She went off to war in England as a Wren, the Women's Royal Naval Service. I met with her last year just outside of Vancouver, dear the Vancouver Airport in Richmond. And I asked her to tell me exactly what a Wren was.
1: Uh, Well, the Wrens, actually, the slogan was that we freed a man for the fleet. Mm. The women went in and did a lot of the jobs that normally the sailors did.
0: The war was underway when you joined and became a Wren?
1: Definitely, yes. It had been going about two years. Mm. And I had a friend at that time called Tom Buckley who said to me one day, I'm going to join the RAF and become a pilot. Mm. So I thought, well, if he can join the RAF and become a pilot, then I'll join the Navy and become a Wren. (laughs) So off he went, and then off I went.
0: The United Kingdom was pounded by the German Air Force in World War II, but another hardship was the rationing of food and supplies.
1: Well, you see, most of the food that England enjoys is imported. Mm. And, of course, that was why it was rationed at the beginning of the war, because most of our food was imported from North America. Mm. And uh, the ships which brought the food to England were in danger in, at the Atlantic. I mean, yes. The U-boats were lurking there. Yes. And they would uh, uh, just interfere with any uh, transport, particularly food, which was mm. the sustenance of the British, mm. and uh, they would destroy whatever they could.
0: I asked Dorothy if she was ever scared in world war ii
1: on occasion when we used to have to go out with our gas masks slung around our shoulders and our steel helmets on and you see at that that point in time i was on the south coast and we had the german aircraft coming over Mm -hmm. uh, uh, most every night you would
0: hear the luftwaffe bombers come over wouldn't you
1: yes yeah
0: dorothy buckley's future husband was one of the fortunate a Royal Air Force pilot who made it out without being shot down and killed. They were married after the war and God gave them a wonderful family as they immigrated to Canada. But what I found interesting is that she became a Christian when she was asked to lead their Sunday school.
1: I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to be a Sunday school superintendent and teach these children about the Lord, then I really should...
0: Study become, the Bible a little uh, bit.
1: Yes, <laughs> and, and become serious myself. And it was about that time when I gave my, all myself, my whole self to the Lord and became a Christian and never looked back from that time on.
0: Though she doesn't like to talk about it. Dorothy Buckley has really committed a lot of Scripture to memory. I asked her why it was important to store up Scripture in one's personal arsenal.
1: I did, uh, did memorize a bit of Scripture, and uh, it's very comforting because, you know, sometimes if you're uh, perhaps ill or, yes, you know, not, not feeling too well, you can just lie in bed and you can say them over, and you don't need to have it there in front of you. So it's very profitable, really, to memorize Scripture. I like to do that.
0: What a delight to spend time with Dorothy Buckley last year. And I hope she's been an encouragement to you here on a Canada Day. I know she was to me. She's a great reminder of how important it is to fill our arsenals with God's Word, to bring hope and peace in Jesus. Words that speak to us at just the right time when we need them. To remind us what we have in Christ. Make your list. Keep your list close maybe near your Bible. Memorize them. Meditate on them. They will be there when you need them and always give glory to God for deliverance. That's what Dorothy Buckley does. Still, mentally sharp, even as physically she's closer each day to seeing her Savior face to face. God will take care of you.
2: Be not dismayed, Whatever be time God will take Thank you.
0: little different than what we normally play here on Haven Today, but the lyrics filled with the truth and remind us that God will take care of you and me. And it was sung for us today by the group called Plum here on Haven Today and a program called Cory Ten Boom Through the War. And speaking of hiding places, we've already talked about Cory Ten Boom, we have for many days. For decades after the war, she traveled all over the world sharing her story of how God saw her through the darkest days of a Nazi concentration camp.
4: Do you understand that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit with the love of God, that you are able to suffer persecution even if it should come in your days? For the love of God still stands also when all else has fallen. That's what I've experienced. I stood on roll call. And terrible cruelties were happening in front of me. And suddenly a skylark came and started to sing in the sky. And all the prisoners looked up. And we listened to the bird's song. And when I looked at the bird, I looked at the sky, and I thought of Psalm 103, where it's written, As high is heaven over the earth, so high is God's love over all that fear Him. And suddenly it was as if I wake up to reality, Oh, love of God, how deep and great, far deeper, than men's deepest hate. And God sent that skylark three weeks daily, exactly during roll call time, to turn away our eyes from the cruelty of men unto the ocean of God's love. And we can see a little when we stand at the ocean, at this rocky shore. But out there, beyond the ice horizon, there's more there's more. We can only see a little of God's loving, a few rich samples of His mighty store. But out there beyond the ice horizon, there's more. There's more. Yes, the best is yet to be. But now already, now, there is a love of God available for you and me. And you can be the light for your house and your work and
0: a light in this dark world. From a lecture that she gave a few years before she went home to be with the Lord, the late Corrie Ten Boom. She wrote a book about her and the Ten Boom family's experience of World War II. She called it The Hiding Place. And my guess is it's probably been a while since you've heard this dramatic story of a Christian family who risked everything to help rescue Jews from the Nazis. Well, we have the radio theater version of The Hiding Place as our thanks for your gift to the ministry. Let me tell you, this is not an audio book. It's cinema of the mind with professional actors in London, sound effects, musical score, and it will inspire you this summer as you listen. So I'd like to ask you to just call us right now. And the number you can call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or visit our website and experience some of the radio drama we've posted there. You can make your gift when you go and ask for the three-CD set of A Hiding Place. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
3: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's word. Not every decision God calls you to make will seem entirely rational. Humanly speaking, that is, like Ruth's decision to go with Naomi. In Old Testament times, things were bleak for a widow, let alone two of them. But God's redemptive plan led Ruth to the fields of Boaz, her future husband. And little did she know, her willingness to follow God would have implications far beyond her lifetime. The greatest kings of Israel were descended from her children all the way to Jesus. So what about your life? Hear these words from Psalm 32. God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Try out Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.